0: to shoot first talk later with me Robert Gershenson our guests this week are a couple of bloggers they run a blog called hand luggage only and they travel around the globe they get to do a lot of shit for free they take a lot of photos and really they just have a lot of fun and they get paid for it and that's kind of the, the thing in this modern world the internet has allowed people to do this kind of thing they're called Lloyd and they're called Yaya so we've done the shooting, now let's do the talking. Lloyd, Yaya, hello, welcome.
1: How's it going, Rob? Hey, Rob. Thanks move so much for having brilliant. us. Brilliant. Just
0: move a bit closer to the microphone so people at home <laughs> can hear you. <laughs> um, so, um, hand luggage only. Yeah. It's a website, or is it a business? What is it?
2: I mean, uh, do you want to take this, Yaya? I don't know. It's. Uh, I think it's kind of evolved from so many things. It's a personal blog, but then it's also got like travel tips and
1: stuff, and yeah it's i think it started off as a kind of a, like for us a way to share photos it was kind of like a hobby for us you know we love to travel we kind of went different places and we were like actually we want to get advice from different people and um, we want to be able to share our own kind of yeah so a story
2: and i think yeah it's kind of it kind of grew from our growing facebook like you share your photos on facebook and after a while you're like i'm bored with this now i need something bigger <laughs> so
0: how how long ago was this how long uh, ago did you like? Did you start posting? What, what what pictures were you posting to Facebook? And and when did you realize you know, we're not getting the satisfaction that we want from Facebook? We need a new place to put it.
2: Yeah. Oh, actually, with Facebook, it was personal Facebook,
0: just the same way any of us would use
2: Facebook these days. But um, I think it was just stuff we kept doing. Like you upload all these albums, and after a while, I just thought, well, the more invested we came in our photographs, the more we thought, well, let's just. Put this out there somewhere because Facebook is a closed community, your friends can see it or whoever you limit your audience to, whereas with a blog then you can get lots of people to be able to actually share your experiences and it becomes like a two-way
1: kind of conversation yeah, yeah I think I think for us it was it was the excitement of being able to open up our our kind of travels to everybody and anybody um, and I think we were just buzzing at the thought that we could do that. Um so we oh, just there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Where yeah. had you where'd you where had you been? oh we'd been traveling for a few years before we actually set up the blog. So we were travelling for every weekend actually between work. Um we'd go away on like a Friday evening, come back on a Sunday evening.
0: That's just right. just for yourselves? It wasn't <laughs> for any particular. No, it was just no. for
1: us, just like booking some cheap flights that yeah. we found. We always used to scar the internet for the cheapest flights. Um, the best deals we could find and we would oh, literally Oh you go- love a bargain. We do love a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> and we literally go anywhere. And that's yeah. kind of how our name hand luggage only came out because we would always travel hand luggage only as a
0: way it's to save money. A- I find that really difficult to do.
2: It's well in it- Europe it's quite easy, I think. No, no there's no, been even times. I'm in, <laughs> in
0: in in three days I'm going to Barcelona. Yeah. And I just know I don't trust putting my laptop and my camera into the holdall into like under the oh, plane No, no we never so, do we never do so i have to have hand luggage and hold luggage no, only that's the name of my blog
2: but well, see you remember you mentioned
0: about how we like a bargain yeah you have to pay extra for hold i know i know it's, it's just as much as my flight but <laughs> luckily i haven't paid for my flights it's, it's, a it's present a, it's but a,
1: that's so true because like we took a flight to madrid recently and the flight itself was 16 pounds and the suitcase because we did check in luggage at that time don't tell anybody. Um, that was like 30 pounds or something. But yeah. well, that's where they get you. Yeah, it was 46 pounds then for the flight, which is still unbelievably reasonable. Yeah, because it's
0: like 90 quid to go to Manchester on the train. Yeah, exactly. That right. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You don't even fly.
1: Well, it actually costs us more to get to the airport. Oh, like exactly. to, oh yeah. well, those Ubers. In the Ubers, yeah. <laughs>
0: so you started going around just on your own little little trips. When did you start realising that hang on, we've got a good bunch of photos. Was it stri- Was it right from the beginning or did you did this kind of um, halfway I, halfway? and you thought we should be documenting this? Yes, yeah, so I
2: think the first trip we took, we had like just a regular, I think it's the point and shoot cameras. Point and shoot cameras. like a really yeah. old one from university as well. So um, I think, yeah, well, I mean, after the first trip, we kind of thought Oh, there's so much we would love to take photos of. And we bought our first DSLR. And yeah, from there, we just kind of (laughs) said, like, we're we're interested enough in photography, we'll give it a shot. And I think as you kind of grow, you want to, you want to kind of improve what you're doing and just having just your friends and the people that already know you kind of go, oh, this is a great photo. It doesn't hold much value because, yeah, even if, I don't know, I took a photo of my foot, they'll probably still see the same thing. So it was quite nice to have a wider audience to share that with and actually have a more realistic realistic feedback i guess on the uh, photography were you
0: were you were you, you kind of just saying that you um you realized just very naturally you weren't taking holiday snaps you were taking sort of professional standard photos that could be used let's say in a holiday brochure not that anyone does holiday I think, brochures uh, that's, anymore
1: that's actually a really good question because i think we were actually taking photos really organically um so if we saw something we would, we would just shoot it um, but in, in what way would it, would one of you be in the shot no or would no you no it would be it? literally for the first two months of having our first dslr i think we just took photos of like daffodils and like roses <laughs> like up close <laughs> we've all done it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but over time like we just we you know we kept on taking the photos and and one of the best things that we found about the internet is that you can actually learn from everybody else um and we did and over time we you know we kind of trial and error found out things that we liked we didn't like kind of styles we liked oh, yeah i can tell you for one like when we first started lloyd used to take if he has to take a
2: photo of you in front of i don't know notre dame or something it would be just your face in the photo <laughs> <laughs> you nothing know you, you could have taken that photo anywhere in the world
1: <laughs> but it was because i was so impressed by the detail i think more than anything else you know when you move mm-hmm. from like <laughs> from like a like a, a relatively normal camera to a dslr and you see the difference straight away I think that's something that shocked me. So um, you can forgive me for that. <laughs>
0: I'll think about it. <laughs> so from there, you started putting stuff on Facebook. And how long did that kind of go on for? What um, was the What was the reaction outside of your friendship group?
2: Um, I don't think I don't...
0: anyone outside of our friendship group saw it. No,
1: nobody, nobody outside of our friendship group saw it. It was actually really closed. And I think that's what made us then think, actually, let's share this with more people. I mean, we used to... You know, always submit our photos to things like TripAdvisor and stuff. And when we went Got places. on and... BBC once. Oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> oh, what? On the one show. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <What>? yeah. <laughs> um
2: Yeah, it was one of those. I think that's actually one of the motivations as well. Was you, I mean, you might take a thousand horrendous photos. And then you'll get those two or three that kind of stand out. And I think when that started to happen a bit more, then we submitted, like, say, to the BBC, that got featured on BBC's Photo of the Week or something. And I think that happened again with something else where we submitted it too. And you kind of think, well, actually, there could be something bigger than just showing my friends what I'd been up to. <laughs> Do
1: you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And I mean, I suppose it's the same as you, Rob, as well, isn't it? Like, you probably had an inspiration at some point that... You know, you would take you were taking photos yourself, and then you probably got some inspiration from other people. Kind of crediting your work. I don't know if that's the case.
0: Um, what well, crediting my work, as in like kind like, of like putting so, my wow, work
1: like it, that? That's freaking amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've I've taken a lot of shit photos in my in my <laughs> time. What I what I used to do um, when I first properly start getting into into photography. Actually, actually, I remember back at university um, when I was first handed a, a DSLR. I was studying film up in Leeds Metropolitan. And in year two and year three, we had to do a personal project each year. It was usually around like Easter time. And they said, don't do film. Do something different because you need other influences. You need, you know, huh. if you want to go do a dance show, record it, and that will be your your project. And I thought, mm. well, I'm I'm not dancing, so <laughs> I'll do photography. <laughs> um, I'll do photography, and this this was on film, which is a lot harder because you kind I don't of know have how you to. Did that. You have to you have to really plan everything. Way in, the, kind of way in advance, yeah. because you can't just look at the back of the camera and go, oh, I just need to drop it down a stop. Yeah, it's yeah. not spontaneous you, at all, is it? No, it's not. Um, it, it, I mean, you can have spontaneous things happen in front of you, but as long as you're you confident didn't, you didn't that you're, is. you're balancing yeah. it right. Um, so I did that, and I remember the feedback was mixed. Some people were like, these are, these are really good. You've got a good understanding of composition. And I think that came from you know, just watching films. For, for the past yeah. 20 years um, but then when I started to really get into it later in, in, in life about 2009 I decided to do a 365 project where I took a photo every day
1: uh, and I like if, that I like
0: and that. if you if you look at those you can see that I'm gradually getting better and there's only maybe two photos from that period that I would be happy to put in my portfolio now wow because all the other ones is just you. You, you can just look at it and go, "This person hasn't yet found their voice." Were they all dolls. Oh, yes. <laughs> One or two? Because what I used to do, because I live, in, I live in the suburbs. You can you can turn the corner and be like, "Oh, there's a field," and then turn another corner. There's a council estate. So I used to sort of go, I don't know, a five minute walk from my house in either direction, and then come back. There was no need for me to yeah, go any further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess it's 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 I guess that's a, a very similar experience to you guys. Oh, no, it absolutely. wasn't just that you were getting good with photography. You, at what point did you realise Ah, I'm I'm actually understanding what sort of photos to take, what framing, what post production to do.
2: Yeah, I think um, so. With that, a lot of it then came from after having travelled quite a bit. And I think with with some, I mean, it's similar to you. We looked back at some of the photos that we'd taken, and we're like, what in the world was this nonsense? <laughs> like in in our minds, like that was this was amazing photography. And then later, on, you're like, nah, <laughs> this is not good. Nah. But I think um, over time, we realized we'd gotten better at the photo- photography side of things. But then we also had all these travel stories you wanted to share as well. So we had, I don't know, say when we went to Bermuda as well. Like there were things that we'd seen and friends and done, and just thought, oh. I just want to tell somebody about this as well. And I think even Facebook, which used to be our outlet to do that, it's, it's kind of a bit hard to do. But there's no way to really write. You can write after each photo, but then it's just tedious. Like you have to explain every single photo then. And it's just nice to have a narrative, like just quick blurb. And then you have like the photos that follow after as well. And you can do whatever you want to do on your blog. And I think that's what why it was such a natural shift to that really. But the main push was... I think we'd we'd spoken about doing this about two years before we even started but the domain we'd bought like gotten everything all sorted and just never did anything yeah whether we wrote a few kind of posts but didn't actually publish it or do anything with it and it was only then like in april 2014 so i was studying at cambridge then and I think Clang he, just... <laughs> he always drops that every, you, know? you know
1: Actually I can tell you the best story ever He <laughs> <laughs> He's literally He's like he, What you can't see is he's poking me right now <laughs> Like telling me to be quiet I have
0: no idea what he's about to say <laughs> You know what I'm about to say Anyway <laughs> What's that story Lloyd? <laughs> but move closer to the mic So what, what it was We were actually on one of our travels And yeah I was like
1: Obviously Where like, were you? Where were you? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember where the.
2: I'm not. I'm not sure where the story is going, and I, I. I'm
1: happy for it. I'm, I'm not, not sure what the place where uh, it's called. Well, what country is it in? I'm not going to help you try really to <laughs> jog your memory. It in America? I'm scared now to say it. I'm really scared. Like he's looking at me with like evil eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you in, in America? Was was it? Yeah, yeah. We went to America.
1: I think. I think one of the things was it in the caves. Oh yes, it was. I think we'd been in the caves. Where? Somewhere in America. Okay. <laughs> no, no, it was in I think it was in Texas, but I, I genuinely do not remember the name of the caves and that's terrible. Caverns of Sonora, and that's oh. why I went to Cambridge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were terrible. <laughs>
1: no, no, so yeah, I think we were in the Caverns of Sonora and it, he literally just found out he had um admission to Cambridge like at that point. And I think we were in we just literally ten minutes after walked in the cage the cage? The cage? The cave. The cave. Mm-hmm and he I think you just wanted to tell everybody and you were like yeah yeah I've just got entry into Cambridge and by the end of it it was about two hours wasn't it and we're like yeah yeah please please okay we get it we're really happy we're going to have a little bit of like champagne or something later but so you were with a
0: you were with a tour group or something
1: no no I think it was it was um, it was with a tour guide he I think the tour guide was even fed up of hearing about us in the end. No, it was (laughs) one time it happened. Like, so I, I,
2: well, do you know what? Now that he's brought it up. um, (laughs) um, Now, it it, it was one of those things where you're in a group and stuff, like with other people that, I don't know, just other people visiting the caves as well. Mm -hmm. And they kind of, I think, partway through, they stop and say, well, everybody tell us who you are and stuff. And everybody just kind of goes, well, hey, I'm, so since we're from London or um, da 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 from this, and I went a bit. Over and beyond. I'm just and so from London and I'm going to Cambridge. And I'm da, 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 da. And it's like, okay, calm it down now. <laughs> Take it down a notch, crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It, was, it was quite funny to see.
1: But, like, I, I, he was, I, in his defense, he was really ecstatic when he found out. Because I think you just got the email, hadn't you? It was yeah. like 10 minutes before we went down or something. Hey, I like, I, I think I always say on the blog is you should, hey, celebrate yourself. You, yeah. know? you should like nice yourself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: Right. But I interrupted you. So, you, you, so yeah. you were at Cambridge at the time. This was. April 2014
2: um yeah so I think it was just be, I mean it ended up being I think the course I was doing just was harder than actually working full-time and um yeah I was working round the clock and I think I just had this little break um I think it was like a few days where I had no assignments or anything like that and Lloyd and I was just like okay look can we should we should just do this we should just start this and I get really impatient once it's kind of hit that point I'm like yes we have to do this right now so within a few hours we had change the theme on the blog set up every single thing and i think we had like a few posts ready to go and yeah it was born on the 12th of april 2014 just I remember being yeah. sat in the room and then just like working
1: on two different laptops and exactly that's yeah. mainly what we even do now isn't it like sat next to each other on two different laptops kind of like kind of inspiring or finding inspiring things online or editing our photos or different things like that it's, it's always together next to each other Kind of on a different Macs. Or watching cats on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that was so is a, spoken a,
0: about. So it's ne- is, it, is, it never a case, is it a case that you never clock off? There's always something. It's really hard to clock off. Um,
1: that in, in a, When you feel passionate about something, uh, and you know what this is like with your photos, you'll end up doing like 12 hour, 16 hour days even. And mm-hmm. like, there's always something extra you think you can do or you want to do. And it's just really hard to press the off button and be like, actually I'm just gonna sit down and watch the Kardashians. But I would never <laughs> sit down and watch the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> but why? <laughs> Chloe's really good right now. Do you
0: ever do you ever George Lucas, your your posts? Do you ever read one back and go, I'm gonna change that? We never
2: change a post. I think it takes like so it takes enough effort to actually write new posts. So sometimes like we'll go through the old posts and kinda of think, Oh well, I really like this or yeah. This could be slightly different but not we would never go back and change it. You just kinda of bear it in mind for the next post because instead of wasting time going back to edit posts, you want to actually spend that time yeah. writing new posts and doing new things. As I well. think I
1: think it's actually important for us not to um edit the post just because it provides a narrative of how we've how, we've how we've changed and how we travelled and, you know, that kind of temporal moment. If we change it, I think it becomes less genuine in some way i don't know
2: it kind of it it then turns into you trying to make your blog fit what you expect people want as compared to well this is how i felt at that point in time this is what i did this is it's a reflection of a period in time or a point in time which you obviously will change us i mean you'll if you go to paris two times in a year like the first time will not be the same as the second time even if you stay in exactly the same place and do exactly the same things Uh as well Chances at a certain time you might be a bit bored, <laughs> but like it's that whole thing where, yeah, if you do that, you're almost censoring yourself, which is a waste of time,
1: really, for my for everyone. Yeah, I think we're always trying to be quite natural in that respect, don't we? And try and not kind of think of an agenda when we're kind of publishing posts. It's more about like how we felt, what we did, and it has to stay that way, I think, even. And then looking back, it's actually really nice, it's like reading a diary in a lot of ways yeah. for us. So.
0: You have a particular way of setting your blogs out and and, and and kind of a very loose way of writing. It's like a chatty. Essentially, you're chatting to your, your readers. Did that come naturally from the get-go? Was that a conscious decision or did that come over time? Um, so I would say that was a
2: natural decision from the get-go. I think the biggest thing, especially being at university and reading so many boring pieces of writing, like it just you just didn't want to be that person. Do you know what I mean? Like I I, I would struggle to read um, anything that was kind of too boring and static and just kind of, academic. I don't know. I, yeah, to, yeah to, I think what we felt like was you wanted to write the way you would chat to your friends. That's always been something of a, like at the back of our minds, it's always if you're having a conversation with your friends, what would you tell them about this? Like, what would you say? And even till this day, we don't make notes when we travel. Like, it's not if if you visit a site, like nobody, like we never actually make a note. Say, oh, right, so this was in 1900s, so, so and this happened. The things you remember when you travel are the things that are worth writing about.
0: So it's more of an emotional experience exactly. as opposed to a yeah. historical. Yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong; we can still visit places like say historical places where you forget what date something happened but you remember there's still that trigger in your memory that says this is something that was important so you might then go on google and find out what date it was but as a just generally, I think we'd never make an effort to write things down because if you write it down then you just it wasn't worth yeah. remembering to start with. And I think like
1: a lot of the time we, we don't tend to approach our posts or where we travel to with the kind of information of in eighteen forty six this happened and you know ten years later this happened. I I mean Wikipedia's got that area nailed. So we just kinda of want to show like a more emotive experience of kind of going to places and experiencing different things. Hmm. Um Oh, sorry, oh, no, I was just gonna say that that always feels really important for us when we travel. You know, when we when we decide on where we're wanting to go, we always go on what people say. Like, oh, this was amazing because, not because of something that happened ten
0: years ago or something. Okay, yeah. In terms of in terms of having an emotional experience, are there places that you both differ? So, Lloyd, you would have an emotional experience in a particular place. Would that differ to Yaya, or are you kind of on the same page in that respect?
2: Um, I. Th- I think we're quite different actually but we're different as well because of
1: our experiences growing up so Lloyd I think you traveled quite a lot yeah I growing used to up- go up go you know on holidays or travel with my my family probably two three times a year I remember my mom and dad actually pulling me out of school for a few days and like seeing the value in me traveling <laughs> 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 which in I look at now and I'm like actually I really appreciate it because I feel like it pushed me in areas I probably wouldn't have pushed myself so I do see that as a very valuable experience. And for you, what sort of places from, did you go? Oh yeah. um, went to places like North Africa, America, Caribbean, uh, Middle East, uh, or mo- most of Europe, actually. Mm. Um, this is as a kid. Yeah. Growing up in? In like mid Wales, like a tiny little town. Actually, in West Wales, a tiny little town on the seaside of about like 40... Forty people, say like mm. maybe fifty. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's small. There's literally so you, you, everyone. Oh, everybody knows the everybody. guy. The guy that ran the post office. Also, it's yeah, not even the a post office. There's no post office. There's so, one pub and a lifeguard station. That's it. That's not a good mix. I know. I've <laughs> <laughs> needed the
0: one, never needed the other, so it's a good. <laughs> so you were you were kind of a, a little globe trotter as a kid. So it's kind of ingrained in you. Yeah. You don't need to stay in one place. Exactly. And you had the opposite. And yeah, I I mean, I grew up in Lagos in
2: Nigeria. And I mean, I I traveled a lot within the country. And to a few neighboring countries. But it was never really like I'd never really been to Europe that much. I mean, I had been when I was pretty tiny. But um, I think so for me, I came at it with um, a sense of hunger. Like I really wanted to see and do everything. Whereas I think it's slightly different with you like some of it you'd you already seen like so recently we went to the Caribbean um to from um, to work with an airline on a competition that they were having and we went to different islands and you're meant to pitch each island against each other and Lloyd had already been to both before so like <laughs> me arriving there I think as um an adult uh, I would obviously have a different reaction to going there as a child as well and even shapes you till so now it's I don't know. I think it's, it's that kind of stuff where the experiences that we've had are different. There are also different people as well. There are certain things I enjoy doing and certain things I'd consider doing which Lloyd wouldn't. And yeah, we have those kind of differences but then we also have a lot of similarities. I mean, there's a reason why we have a travel blog together. <laughs> there's yeah. a reason why. I'm, I think in a lot yeah. of ways
1: like our difference pushes each other and I think that's one of the most valuable things in traveling in a lot of ways for anybody. I mean, having somebody to just, just kind of like edge you towards that comfort zone a little bit more. I remember when I freaked out trying to jump into the, off the, the rocks. It sounds rocks. That sounds like it's only a meter high. But it right. was off like a mini cliff into the river. In, Where was this? In Croatia. And I freaked once I got to the top. Like properly freaked. Like legs shaking. On, on the
0: walk up were you like, I'm going to do this Yeah, this yeah. Time. I was
1: totally fine. Literally fine. And I stood at the top and I, I just wanted to cry. Like literally, can you imagine like the worst fear I've ever had in my life? i just couldn't do it and it, i was li- literally shaking on the edge and everybody was shouting at me to try it do it you'll regret this if you get on the plane and you don't do it what was the fear it was i don't know i think it's into the unknown i guess yeah i think it was more than anything was that i couldn't see the bottom of the water because it was deep okay uh, in the river and also
0: because but the water was in the way that's no, why you like, can't see it. Right? <laughs> I know, but
1: <laughs> now it, this makes me sound so terrible. But like, I just, I felt, I just, I literally lost it. Like, I've done it actually before. Remember that time in the diving board? Oh, yeah. I freaked out on top what, of What, in dive- the swimming pool? Yeah, in the swimming but pool. But it's,
0: it's kind of, it's not, it's not a natural feeling for a human body to be moving any faster than walking yeah, pace. Yeah. Mm. So when you're in the car and in the plane, this is how I justify it to myself, because I had a similar experience. This. Yeah. It's, it sounds like my experience is the same as yours. It wasn't. I'll come I'll explain in a second, but um I wasn't in Croatia. I wasn't on the rocks. Okay. I was in Disneyland Paris. <laughs> okay, go on. And um I was with my mate and he his favourite ride is Big Thunder Mountain. Oh. which is like a runaway train. It's a oh yeah, yeah There's no loop mean. de loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you, you you can it's it's in the middle of this fake bay yeah uh so there's, you know, there's water all around it and you kind of go under the water and up yeah um but when you're standing there sort of queuing you can see it come round and it like tears around the corner and um it's got that that clackety 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 clack that, yeah. that kind of mm. runaway train sound exactly. it's a fake sound the, the tracks are not making that sound it's <laughs> it's it's obviously triggered and the speakers exactly. pop that out but it sounds really good and i thought okay I'll, you know that 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 seems okay and it's got it's got that <laughs> it's got that initial bit where it goes up a an incline d- 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 yeah, d- d- yeah yeah d- and you can hear that d- d- yeah. d- from across the base i'm also i'm, I'm also thinking how loud is the d- 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 when you're actually in in the train so i'm thinking fine i've just got to do this i sort of walk through the queue we had queue jumps so we're just like passing everyone and I'm, I'm even getting, getting butterflies thinking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a roller coaster with you. So I sat down in the train. I thought, okay, this is fine. I had Michael on my left, and he sort of held my arm. And then the woman came, and she she took the like the the guard and brought it down and yeah. locked it in front of me. And that's when my body just, my mind and my body just triggered, and it said to me. You, Robert, you need to get out of this so I said to Michael I, n- I need to get out I really need to get out I'm trying to push the little thingy <laughs> oh, and he gosh. flags the woman he flags the woman down and instead of like being nice and saying, instead of saying it's okay it's okay you know you can go out that way mm. just head, head through that, that entrance there and you're out back to the park she unclipped it really forcibly and then behind me down the down the platform obviously the controller guy yeah. she just went late which means <laughs> the train's gonna go late <laughs> Like shame. <laughs> but that was a proper shame <laughs> moment. <laughs> so but I know what you mean when your whole body, your, your mind, like your want is I really want to do this experience. I want to experience this because this is not my country. I can't just nip here after work or yeah. whatever and come yeah. and, 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 and come and do it. But your whole body says, No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not it... I can't see the bottom of the water. Exactly,
2: exactly. So and I think um that's actually a, a prime example of where over time like we've kind of changed and grown over travel so
1: lloyd um I doesn't jump for, off cliffs <laughs> yeah. oh no i did it i actually did it so i oh, yeah. did it i day. actually did yeah. it oh yeah okay, but, you. yeah, yeah. i
2: was meant to do it as well and say two three even four years ago um i would have said no like i just wouldn't have been able to do it i mean it's not something that was ever in i, I knew before i would never even have Put myself in that place as well, and I think this time I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, sure, let's do it." And you get up, then you kind of realize how high you are. I panicked as well, but I think how high was end, it? Um,
1: oh god, maybe only like thirty foot, forty foot. It's quite
2: high.
0: <laughs> high human body's six foot. That's like <laughs> yeah. five humans. It, yeah. it
2: it was high enough like that for you to kind of second guess yourself when you were up there. And um, in the end, I just thought, oh, do you know, so I'm just gonna jump and just closed my eyes and then jumped. And I think I jumped actually before Lloyd did. And I was actually like, you know, yeah, come on. The water's fine. He just wants to put that in there. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just making sure like, know? everybody knows that. <laughs> but like, I think this is where we've kind of changed over time is I my comfort zone was a, like, it was a lot smaller. Like, say, several years ago, whereas Lloyd's was a lot wider, he'd do so many things I wouldn't do. And I think I've had to, especially when you travel with other friends as well, you almost have to learn real quick to... Just throw yourself into things as well. And I've done that now. And for me, that's kind of made me think, oh, there's so much more I could do as well. And it's kind of opened my mind a lot But I think to go back to your original question about who kind of, if we have different angles or different perspectives on these, on our travels, I think, um, so I tend to be a more, I don't know, fluid. Um, so when we write the blog post, for instance, um, we have different styles or different types of writing. Lloyd is more, um, detail-oriented, or he knows where we're going, what, where we need to be, what kind of stuff we need to do, where,
1: like, all that kind all of stuff. All passports keeps him safe. Yeah. You're the so, team leader. Yeah, I'm literally yeah. the team leader. Do you do
0: that thing we hold an umbrella up so he knows where you are? You, I should start <laughs> doing that because <laughs> the
1: amount of times I've lost him in an airport is unreal. I've well, literally only yeah. got on planes without him. <laughs> yeah. But like,
2: That's the thing, though. He's He is the organised one, I guess. And that kind of sometimes comes across in the blog post. So if you need someone to do a really detailed piece on Istanbul and the stuff we did there, no, it'll be that person. Whereas for me, I can I'd probably just go off talking about how delicious the tea was in the market and like the other people we spoke to and stuff. So we have... We're able to do both and we can switch across both. But I think we almost have natural styles that we default
1: to. And I think there's definitely a place for both. And I think that's the most important thing. Like, I mean, you know, when, when, when you travel, you want to kind of an all rounded view and hopefully like our differences can come together to make this kind of, this kind of bigger picture, so to speak, in a non cheesy way.
0: And (laughs) and the bigger picture now is it's a business. It's not, it's not just a hobby exactly when when did it, when did you actually start realizing we can monetize this because this is a it's a new phenomenon using blogs and um, people on youtube um even people who do podcasts, please God one day <laughs> can can monetize this new this new medium
2: yeah um I think for us it was never i mean like we said like it was always something we set up to do as a hobby, and it was always a chance to document our experiences as we went along so um when the money started coming in, I don't even think, I think it was just one of those things where somebody offers to pay you for something and you're like, oh, okay. You're what, was sure. the, what was the first? Um, oh, we'd had like a few Ooh. bits and pieces here and they like, say somebody was like, oh, well, would you like to come to our hotel and stuff? I, initially, I think it started off with people inviting you to um, actually come and stay over free and stuff and kind of try out their places. And then I think one day someone's like, oh, well, would you like to, we'll pay you this much for... um a weekend of work like to come here and then, but some of that involved then being able to create like uh, shit the vid photos for them as well as well as hosting a competition and there's a lot of work that went into it so as it's well. essentially
0: it's, it's a marketing package absolutely it's yeah, a new I mean, way of for, for travel companies hotels this that and the other to advertise what exactly you're going to get out yeah
2: and i think for us from our point of view it was such a so it was like a series of experiences that we'd never had before there was a lot of surprises in the way so for us naturally that was an easy yes if if we had to say it was kind of thing where if we had to pay to do this with friends we would happily have done this say before we started traveling travel blogging as well so it was natural fit for us it was a great fit for the brand themselves because they were getting something that they wanted out of it and i think for our readers as well it was something that we hadn't spoken about
1: before yeah, it was it's, something exciting it kind of adds that value then as well doesn't it because it was an experience we hadn't had before so that the kind of like them two days we did things that we'd never done we went fishing we went we climbed some like different things and it was like a really good experience so
2: yeah and I think it was even one of so when we got um when we initially got like say the contracts through and stuff i think you didn't even you don't even think about the fact that i don't know we didn't even overthink it i think it was like oh this is great this is awesome and i think it's only months later when you start to get more and more stuff coming through that you're like oh my god we actually have this much saved <laughs> like yeah. from all the stuff that we've been doing like this could you could actually when you look at the income stream you could actually like this could be a full-time job this is something we could do and i think the push really to then go full-time on it especially because we had we, the jobs that we were doing separately i think the push to go full time was then when you realize like you don't get to do half as much stuff as you want to so we're traveling more uh, so uh, your day jobs are getting in the way is that what you're saying kind of yeah Yeah. well not kind of yeah yeah they were just definitely (laughs) even like say now we still have like so many trips that we've gone on recently that we've not so many trips we've gone on recently that we've not actually had was that junk mail? To that was mail. <laughs> <Yeah. too, yeah. laughs> <laughs> well, someone was coming in. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah, Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. So we've got kind of um, so many trips that we've not actually had the chance to do any writing about or even edit the photos to start with. And I think that's when you realize that actually maybe we should just focus on this full-time. I mean, it's there's having a full-time job and blogging, there's a comfort zone to be had there because you get a salary through every month and you can kind of rely on that. But blogging, then it's just... You never really know what you're going to find month on month as well. So there is that drive, I guess, to want to push yourself and to want to be better
1: because nobody else is going to do it for you. So, yeah. It, well, you're freelancers, essentially. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I think it's just a new way of like understanding what a freelance not journalist I don't want to say journalist because that makes it sound too professional because I don't think we are professionally in the slightest when it comes to like you know, the way we approach um, writing or yeah. it's very organic. And
2: I mean, I think that's the thing for us. There's, there's always like that test, a three step test you have to do. Um, and it's all about the benefit that you get so it has to be like we we're saying beneficial to us beneficial to the readers and beneficial to the brand or whoever is paying us to
0: do something and in if terms you of the can, things that you're posting or the holidays you're going on
2: um the holidays we're going the things we're <coughs> writing about if whatever we, it is yeah, that's anything that's sponsored, sponsored so
0: because i think the problem is ah, oh, so there if, are brands you've turned down because they don't fit your values yeah, yeah yeah okay
2: several i mean i think yeah this happens every month as well and i think it's just it's not necessarily because you don't set our values that just don't just you maybe say it benefits us because oh yeah we're getting paid or my benefit the brand but then the readers would care wouldn't care
0: about it like what, it's not what that, sort of i mean what sort of i mean you don't need to name brands but what sort of holidays and experiences are you not interested in
1: i don't um, think there's none that we're not interested in i think it's more about what the proposal is more than anything else I think in terms so, of travel we'll do everything yeah. anything
2: it tends to be so just, travel whores <laughs> exactly we <laughs> yeah. will literally go everywhere <laughs> yeah. I think what it is is um, so for instance I think uh, I'm trying to think of an, so some of the brands you could get to work with sometimes they're not necessarily directly related to travel it might be say or oh, a i don't know a clothes, lifestyle brand yeah. or something or... yeah or say like i don't know the guys that make the tra- active backpacks as well i mean you can use them if you don't travel or if you travel they're great for traveling obviously but i think that kind of stuff i mean we would say yes to, we'd love to work with them like that but then you might get things like say if you go a cigarette company saying well you know or vaping or you know that kind of stuff and it's like yeah you know when you're out and about da-da-da. and it's just uh, you, you, you it doesn't, doesn't really yeah. yeah i mean neither of us smoke we neither of us understand like do you know what i mean and i didn't even see how it's just it's just no didn't doesn't feel right that kind exactly. of stuff yeah. as well. i think
1: it's just there has to be a place for it like i mean when we work with brands, like like yaya said it has to have that kind of three rule there has to be a benefit to each each party that's involved like us the reader and obviously the brand and if one of them doesn't fit it's just not the right solution and we have to keep true to our word i think more than anything else we feel we feel like we're very genuine of who we are on the blog. So we wouldn't want to put something we didn't feel happy with. Mm. And I think, yeah, that's the thing. so the
2: biggest, or say, um, I don't know. Yeah. It's like say online gambling. It's like, I don't even know how we would talk about that. Like, how is that even like relevant to what we do? I can understand going to Vegas to gamble. And I'm not saying like, (laughs) like I'm programmed, like people to do whatever they want to do with their money. But going to Vegas then still makes so much sense because that is, an experience and it's bigger than just going to a casino to gamble. There's so much yeah,
1: It's not just transactional, is it? It's yeah. more of a it's more of a, a journey, so to speak.
2: Yeah, and it's an experience and it's all about like, do you know what I mean? It's like a, almost like an extreme experience to have. It's like, oh, it's the city of vices or vice city. Do you know what I mean? It's like
0: Well there's a spin that, yeah, and it's a yeah. physical place. How can you photograph an online gambling yeah, experience? Exactly. And
2: it's not something that we've again we've not <laughs> done it. We don't really know people that have done it so it's just you couldn't even do it do the brand justice because you don't know enough about it to be able to put a spin on it as well or anything and i,
1: I don't know why, why would the readers care exactly, about exactly yeah, We just like i mean we feel like we have a, a real connection with um people that read our blog as well um you know we we make some great friends through our blog mm. and i think we wouldn't ever put something we didn't feel genuinely Excited about, yeah, and it's not always as extreme
2: as that. It could be things like, say, if someone said, Well, this is the new lipstick that you can have. Well, oh, have you looked? Have you seen us? Yeah, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean, um, that would make work. good. Drag
0: Queens, we <laughs> would <do>. actually, <laughs> yeah. I agree with you, <laughs> <laughs>
2: but yeah, I think it's just stuff like that. And who knows, like, over time, maybe we will expand and like you know what I mean we'll get more people that kind of contribute towards the blog as well and then there might be more room to do stuff like that but I think yeah but
0: th- the whole thing always has to feel right and are you are you process. kind of purposely keeping it small so you can concentrate on doing one thing amazingly right as opposed to spreading yourself too thin um i don't think
2: we're intentionally like keeping it like say between both of us as well i think we would happily consider taking it like making it bigger but it has to be at the right time and it has to feel right as well like it wouldn't just be make sense to expand for the sake of expanding like there's just there's just no value in that. i think there's a bit of a big part of how we started was very linked to our personality so if we can figure out a way to grow even bigger and still keep it linked to that then that would be fantastic so for instance a great thing we we would happily consider is say friends that we know like they share the same sense of humor as we do like they've been on the same kind of experiences that we have as well like that kind of stuff if those kind of people want to then say oh do you know i just did this recently and i want to talk about it we're happy for them to contribute towards the blog because we share
1: similar values and you know what I mean? we know they kind of get it yeah. yeah i think that happens you know a lot of the time with our blog like you know so many of our like readers will contact us and say actually I did this really cool thing and I- I'd love to talk about it on you know on Hanlagojoni and and that's exactly what we want we want to be able to create a community of people of like minded people i think more than anything else um and yeah we we definitely do open it up but we always try and to, k- to keep the same tone so to speak
2: yeah and i mean like if like you were saying like if we like, there's certain blogs. I mean, I probably spend more time reading blogs than I actually do writing. So um, if there are people that I say you identify with their style of writing or kind of their sense of humor or whatever else it is about them, then it's always nice to have somebody like that then contribute towards it and kind of be a part of the hand luggage only team because then they get it. Like, you know what I mean? We feel it's it, it's great because we know what we want to stand for and i think that's the great thing we blog in you don't have to be like anybody else all you have to do is just be like yourself yeah. and i think that's something that we feel is very important
1: i think no you're completely right and i think you know 20 years ago this space didn't exist even 10 years ago it was minute um and you know we were not kind of traditional journalists in any respect um you know we'd never be the kind of people that would have been writing for, you know, uh, broadsheet newspapers or anything like this. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you went to Cambridge. <laughs> oh, he dropped. It. <laughs> you dropped that in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think you know. I think it's important that we do have that kind of informality. I'd say, and mm. like just, just like it's literally like talking to friends. That's that's what we do. It, yeah. It's
0: person personality is one of your your biggest assets.
1: Um, I would like to think so. Yes,
0: I, I'd like to say it is. But feels I think... weird saying yes <laughs> ourselves, <laughs> doesn't it? Like,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely our personalities. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, like, I wouldn't necessarily say assets because I think it depends on who you speak to. That <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's subjective if it's an asset or kind of a uh, the opposite of an asset, a liability. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it depends on who you speak to, I guess. But I think for us, it's definitely our key, like one of our key defining features. Definitely. And we think it's something that people have actually responded to because they've literally come back and said, "Oh, I like it for this reason specifically." So yeah, it, it's yeah. something we like to hold on to. But it's also something I've noticed, even say with companies or with brands that I personally like, like is they speak to you like a human being, not like and like one person in a set of yeah. one million, not the like an instruction manual. Yeah. What? It's like you're you're a person, and the conversation is directed towards you. And so, when you read it, you feel like there's a stronger connection there because it's not a message for everybody, even though it is. But you still feel like it's a message for you as well. It's just
1: very real, and in, in that way. So. Mm.
0: so, essentially, you want your blog to be as authentic as possible. That's
1: really important to us, definitely. I mean, everything that we do, every photo we take, you know, it always has to be authentic. It always has to show. What we're thinking, what what we like, you yeah. know, things like tips on what to do and what not to do, and
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: And I think um, the thing is, that's the beauty of
2: human beings generally. Like, there's a lot of diversity out there, so we're not saying there's only one way to ever do something, but um, hopefully, like, I mean, they they're I think they're very clear things that are good and bad but there's never there's never just one way to i guess to skin a cat okay (laughs) it's like (laughs) almost in a way i kind of acknowledging like all all of that is valid and just being true to who you are because then in, in in a lot of ways that helps you find your tribe out there people that identify with you and speak the same language in a sense as you and i think that's something that's really useful because then those are the people that in real life, you would also be friends with as well. Like, So it's, it's good to find your tribe, and you can only do that by being authentic to who you are as well and being yeah, yourself. Exactly.
0: And the internet has allowed you to pretty much break down the geographical barriers oh, to yeah, do that, definitely. To, to create a community online. 100%. Um, cool. So I'm conscious that you guys are going to get into town. Um, we always end with a quiz. Oh,
1: gosh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go on.
0: I'm going to give you... The name of a country. And I just want you to tell me the (laughs) capital city.
2: Oh my gosh. Okay. So this is where you'll find Lloyd is much better.
0: Don't say that (laughs) first. (laughs) Can we say that after, please? (laughs) Uh, The United Arab Emirates. Dubai. Is it not Dubai? It's not Dubai. No, okay, okay. Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. The Isle of Man. Douglas. How the fuck did you know that? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even know that. Um, Easter Island. Oh, I don't
1: know that one. The Easter Bunny? (laughs) (laughs) Lloyd. Uh,
0: It is the Hangaroa. I had no idea. I had no idea. Um, Israel. Tel Aviv. No. Oh, Jerusalem? are you serious? It's Jerusalem. How oh, did I not
1: know twice? <laughs> literally. Okay, Rob, oh. you were literally choosing the hardest you ones. smite
0: the Jewish religion. <laughs> um, uh, Costa Rica. Costa... Honduras. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I don't
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> I, have,
0: I have no idea. I really want my phone right now. <laughs> like... Costa Rica, San Jose. Oh. Okay. Sweden. This one's easy. Oh, Stockholm. There we go. Uh, Vatican City. Vatican City. Well done. And Japan. Tokyo. Oh, Osaka. No. Oh, you're just Tokyo. making shit up now.
1: <laughs> oh. Tokyo. No, it's not Tokyo. It's Tripoli. What? Tripoli? That's no, what it it's is. not. That's what I got from is not, Wikipedia.
0: Al- isn't that Algeria? I don't know. You're the travellers. I don't know. No, it has to be Tokyo. <laughs> I barely leave. I barely leave London. Are you going to have Wikipedia? Have I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get this like quiz questions from? Was from it from the like 1970s? <laughs> oh, You're no, going to check I'm for me. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Japan capital. While he's doing that. Like, oh, it's Tokyo. It's Tokyo. It's Tokyo. Tokyo? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm stupid Tripoli is
1: definitely like Libya. Or, All yeah, right. Well, I've been I schooled. I've been
0: schooled. Um, your handles. What are you on Twitter? Go
2: H-L-O on. blog. So H-L-O-B-L-O-G. And Instagram? Hand luggage only. One word and you're on pinterest aren't you yeah yeah same um hlo blog and the
0: website is handluggageonly.co.uk. luggage oh. Oh. boom hmm. uh lloyd yaya thank you very much no, thanks for having thank us you. this is how we end it i've been robert gershenson i've been lloyd i've been yaya we'll shoot you later